Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number six. In today's episode, we are going to be taking a look at getting back to the basics with our nutrition, with exercise, and we're also going to be exploring some issues around weight gain and weight loss. So before we dive into the episode, I just want to give you a little preface to this episode. I had pre-recorded this episode last year in 2017 in September, so we do make some references to that in the podcast, so just to let you know that. And also, again, because in this podcast episode, because I recorded it back in 2017, I gave you the wrong Facebook group name. It is Well Woman Network Thrive and Revive. So I hope that you like this episode. It is the starting of our building blocks of talking about the four key pillars to getting back on your health track. So come on, let's dive in. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast. And I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. What I wanted to talk with you today about is continuing to set the groundwork. And what I mean by that is this, in episode number one, we talked about self-care. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. And then in episode number two, we got more into mindset, um, choices, and how to have a, a better mindset, how to create a mental movie, and all those good things. And you may be asking, you know, well, this is a podcast about women's health and lifestyle. So what are you doing talking about, you know, mindset? Well, ladies, let me tell you this. This is a podcast about women's health, but it's about a healthy lifestyle. And it's about your health allowing you to lead the kind of lifestyle that you want to lead, that you are meant to lead. A lifestyle that you were given talents for, okay, gifts, I call them. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of topics, topics that have to do with, you know, your emotional well-being and your physical well-being. And yes, ladies, topics that are going to be diving into your spiritual well-being. Because They're all facets of who we are. And, you know, in this world that we live in, we love to compartmentalize all of our stuff. We like to look at ourselves in pieces and instead of looking at ourselves as a whole. So we need to start looking at ourselves as a whole because that's how we connect the dots and that's how we put the pieces together. We don't put them together separately. We put them together, you know, looking at the whole picture. You know, like you remember when you did puzzles or, or if you don't do puzzles, you, you know people who do. You look at the box and the box shows you the entire picture. Then you take out the pieces of the puzzle and you start putting them together and fitting them together to look like the whole picture that you saw on the cover of the box. Okay, so those pieces individually don't mean anything. And they don't start taking shape or form or, or any meaning to them until... You start putting them together and then the picture starts coming together and you go, ah, I get it. This is beautiful. This is the picture that it's supposed to look like on the box. So that's how I want you to look at your, at your body, at your mind, at your spirit, at your health. We're all connected. So yes, mindset has a lot to do with it because you have to choose to wake up every day and want to be healthy. You have to choose to put your health care on the front burner, ladies. It's a choice that only you can make. It's not a choice that I make or anybody else makes. It's a choice that you make, right? And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things in this podcast. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. You know, I'm not God. I don't know everything, nor do I want to be that position (laughs) and take on that responsibility. And I learn a lot from all of you. 
And um, I'm constantly researching just like the rest of you. And, you know, there are things that I don't know. And I'm just putting together this podcast. I'm learning all about it. Sometimes it's going to be a little messy. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit tearful. Sometimes it's going to be a lot truthful because at least here I can be truthful with you all where sometimes in my own practice I can't be. So that's why mindset is important. And then today we're going to be continuing on with what I call the basics because in our Facebook group, and I'd love for all of you to join us, it's called um, Well Woman Network Thrive and Survive and it's on Facebook. It's a closed group and we dive deeper into different topics each month. And um, so this month we're talking in the month of September all about project getting back to basics. And what are those basics? Because you have to set a foundation. Like I tell a lot of my patients, ladies, you know, if you're building a house, you want that concrete slab that you're going to be mounting that house on to not have a lot of cracks in it. You want it to be solid. And you want those walls to be insulated so it can bear the weather over time, correct? So that's what you want to do with your health. You want to constantly be working on it to make it better and to improve it so it's there for you in time of need. Now, I know a lot of, I get a lot of naysayers and people tell me, hey, Michelle, you know, I know people that were so healthy and they got cancer. Well, you know what? Yes, me too. I do too. And the answer is this, you know, the human body is a magnificent, wonderful machine, but again, Things happen, and we don't have all the answers for why things happen. So yes, people who are healthy get cancer. I don't know why, but I can tell you this, no matter what it is, you want to have a healthy body going into anything, because the healthier that you are going into whatever you may be coming up against somewhere in your life, the better able that you're able to go through it, get through it, and come out on the other side, a sane and, and a sane and a healthy person. So if you are going through chemo, you want to support your body as much as you can, right? That's what it's all about. So that's why, you know, I talk about health so much. And that's why I talk about, you know, wanting and and needing to be as healthy as you can possibly be, because we don't know what's around the next corner. So we only have today, right? We're working on today. We can't do anything about yesterday. And we don't know what's around the corner for tomorrow. So all we can do about is today. And the choices that we make today, you know, they affect us. You know, and I get all kinds of excuses every day, you know, miles, mile long. And yeah, I have some of them myself, you know, I get, oh yeah, I'm tired at the end of the day. Well, you know what? I'm tired at the end of the day too, but we have the choice at the end of the day. Do we go home and get in our workout clothes and go to the gym and, you know, hit it for a half an hour to an hour and feel good and do something um, constructive for our health? Or do we go home and do we sit on the couch and, um, you know, grab a bag of chips or whatever and, you know, go off to Nana land with some TV show that has no meaning? Okay. Either one is okay. But each one has a choice, right? Staying at home and sitting on the couch has a choice and has a consequence. We make a choice to go to the gym and it has a consequence. It happens to be better than sitting at home. And granted, I've made those choices too to sit at home. We all do, right? We're all, we're only human. But here's the thing, lady, ladies, that I want to interject here, kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I really wanted to kind of just dive into this a little bit too. And it has, yes, it has to go back to a little bit of mindset. I've learned a long time ago that I'm really a great <clears throat> self-analyzer. I don't know about all of you, but I like to analyze myself, stand in front of the mirror, look at myself, talk to myself. And I do that a lot. You might see me talking to myself a lot because I, I I answer myself too, because if it helps me rationalize, it helps me think out things. I think in on my feet. Um, and when I'm going through something or I, like for instance, I haven't gone to the gym in the last several weeks and I sit there and I go, okay, Michelle, what's going on? You know, why haven't you gone to the gym? So I start to explore what's going on with me. Why haven't I done this? And then I start to say, okay, yeah, I've been feeling kind of down. It's been really hot outside. I've been feeling a little bit, you know, I don't want to say a little depressed, about some things going on in my life. So, you know, that all adds to it. But you see, I, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm going, okay, why? I, I, I'm curious enough to ask myself those questions. See, ladies, we need to be open and honest enough with ourselves and curious enough to ask ourselves those questions. So when things come up, why? You know, why are we reacting the way that we are? You know, if you, if you get heated in an in a argument against, with somebody else, okay, what was that all about? 
You know, you need to explore that because it's in the exploration. Trust me, it's in that exploration that we find those beautiful answers and we make breakthroughs. You know, it's, it's in those moments. So when I sit there and I say to myself, okay, you know, why haven't you been wanting to go to the gym? Okay. So you've been down. What have you been down about? Like, okay, it's this, it's work. It's, you know, the fact that, you know, um, my daughter's going through some stuff. My husband's going through some stuff and I go, okay, so what do I need to do? So I get out my journal and I start writing down all these different things. For me, I like to journal things. I like to, um, to, you know, get it out of my mind and get it out of my heart and get it onto paper. And then I go get some sage and I go out in the backyard and I just, I kind of burn it. It's my way of cathartically letting it go, right? Everybody can have their own way, but that's just my way. You know, when I get down on my knees and I pray a lot too, I, I pray all the time. That's just me. That's, that's my spiritualness. Okay. And we're going to be talking about that in some, in this, some of these episodes. Y'all need to have some connectivity to something bigger than who you are. I don't care what your, you know, whatever you want to call it, your religion. I don't have, I mean, I'm Christian, but I don't call myself a religious person. I have a relationship with my God and that's, that's for me. And I don't put it, I don't put my stuff on anybody else. I respect everybody. But, you know, you need to have a relationship with something that's bigger than you. I don't care whatever it is because you need to go into that zone and you need to have and look for a higher power because there is one working out there in this world, ladies. I can honestly tell you that. So for me, I pray a lot and um, I get clarity that way. I meditate. Um, a lot of times <clears throat> I'll get in my car and I'll go for a quick drive somewhere and I'll put on some happy tunes that really just make me feel great. Or I'll watch a YouTube video with some people dancing or some singers that I like, you know, to snap out of it. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is that I want you to recognize, you know, when you go in these slumps or recognize when you're off kilter for just a little bit, because that way you can sit back and stop and you can make a correct, uh, you know, you can correct that course rather quickly versus going on and on and on and on and never knowing, you know, months down the road, what the heck is going on. We need to autocorrect quickly today. Okay. Can't let ourselves stay in that spot. So think about, you know, about what's going on in yourself, analyze yourself. Okay. So we talked about self-care in the first one. We talked about mindset. So today I'm going to be talking about two of the, um, I have four pillars of what I call the cornerstone of health. <clears throat> Very basic. And that's why in September here on the podcast and in, um, well, recording this in September, um, and in the group, Facebook, and on our Instagram feed, we're talking about project getting back to basics. What are those basics? They're just, they're simple things. And um, if you can get the basics down, then you can move on to any level of health that you want. And for me, and in my coaching and how I work with people, my basics are four things, and that is eating more whole foods, getting getting rid of the junk food, so it's your diet and nutrition. Number two, it's exercise, getting more of it and getting off the couch and getting your body moving. Number three, it's getting more sleep because none of us sleep enough in this world. And number four, the biggest one of all is is to lower the stress in our life. You say you see, I say lower. I don't say get rid of it because I think there's always going to be stress. <clears throat> That's just the world that we live in, right? but at least we can lower it. So we're going to be talking about those. So today I wanted to touch on two of those pillars. One of them is nutrition and your diet and um, touch a little bit about on weight gain because God, everybody wants to know about weight gain. Every woman wants to lose weight, thinks they're fat or whatever. I mean, God, weight loss is a gazillion dollar industry and it's not showing any signs of slowing down. But I'll tell you ladies about weight loss. It's a, it's a complicated subject. It's not easy. People think it's easy. It's not. It has a lot of components to it. And you really have to look at all those components and you have to look at them individually in order to find your solution to weight loss. So we'll get into that a little bit. Not so hot and heavy today, but we'll get into it in other, in other episodes. So today we're just laying some groundwork. And if you hear, you know, some noise in the background, that's my lovely parrot. Her name is Ashley. And as much as I try to bribe her not to talk, she loves to talk, and especially in the morning. And I'm recording this episode in the morning today. And um, she's just down there talking away to me. She loves to talk to me. She calls our dogs. She calls everybody. She just, she's a cute little thing. She's an African gray. And um, she drives me crazy, but, you know, she's part of the family. So what the heck, right? All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about a balanced diet. And let's talk about getting back to basics for better health with our diet, okay? 
you know, ladies, with so many diet fads out there and so many of them going around the keto, low carb, no carb, low fat, paleo, you know, some diets count calories, others count fats, others count carbs. It can be confusing, right? Hey, God, I'm confused. <laughs> and I practice medicine. And by, by no means, I'm not a registered dietitian by any means, but I do consider myself a, um, a very good connoisseur of nutritional content. And I'm very up on it, especially, you know, since I, I, I love it for myself. But I have found that there is one best plan. And the best plan, ladies, is to get back to the basics and eat a balanced meal of whole foods, good nutrition, okay? The truth is, you know, our bodies have to have protein. They have to have carbs and they have to have fat to be healthy. Cutting any one of them out, ladies, can lead to poor health down the road, okay? And you don't want that, right? You may feel better in the early stages, but as the body tries to function over time without the necessary nutrients it needs, you'll start to feel crappy and you won't have any energy and you'll start feeling tired. And then you're going to think it's your poor thyroid who always gets blamed or your hormones. Those are the, those are the other things that always get blamed when it can just really be your diet. Okay. A lot of things. So let's break it down with each component does for the body. And then let's cover some basic tips for eating better. Now, while I'm not going to get all scientific in the descriptions, I want to just keep it really basic and simple for you. Let's start with protein. Protein is found in every cell of our bodies, ladies, not just some cells, but in all of them. It's absolutely necessary for your bones, muscles, skin, hair, and nails. Animal proteins are complete protein, which means they supply the amino acids that your body can't produce on its own. Other sources of protein include beans and legumes, nuts, and seeds. Protein deficiencies can lead to muscle loss, bone loss, low calcium absorption, fractures, and even osteoporosis. So you need protein every single day, okay? Now, it can be different forms of protein. I'm a vegan, so I don't do animal protein, but I make sure that I get my protein in through vegetables, through um, other supplemental sources that I take through a protein drink that I drink in the morning, um, through other things. You can, you can Google vegan sources of protein if you're a vegan or if you're a vegetarian, you know, and I'm not condemning people who eat meat. Fine. You do whatever you need to do. You know, we all make choices of how we want to, you know, to sustain our bodies. But I'm saying that you need to have protein, especially if you're working out. Your body needs protein in order to build cells and to create muscles. It, it needs all of that. So you can't exclude that. So, you know, don't do it. Let's talk about carbs next. Carbohydrates also play a big role in the body. They're the main energy source that your body needs to run on, ladies. But they're also important for brain function, your organs, cells, and all of your tissue. They also play a role in intestinal health and the elimination of waste from your body. You need to have carbs in your diet. So what's up with all this low-carb diet stuff, the keto stuff, the Atkins? You know, a good low-carb nutritional plan does not completely remove carbs from the eating plan. It simply allows you to make better carb choices, and we're going to cover a little bit of that in a little bit, Okay. So you do need carbs. It's just which carbs do you need? There's good carbs and there's bad carbs. There's simple carbs and there's complex carbs. You want more of the complex carbs. And yeah, you can have some of the simple carbs every now and then, but you just don't want to make them a staple, right? Not every single day. All right. So how do you balance all this and make better choices, right? You have to figure that out. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit too. Next, I want to talk about fats. Fats come in two varieties. There's good fats and bad fats, just like there's good carbs and bad carbs. You want to consume more good fats and less bad fats. That's obvious, right? But fat plays many roles in the body, but one of the most important is to help you absorb nutrients, especially the fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, okay? Fats are good for your hair and your skin. 
but it's but it also gives you essential fatty acids. You know those essential fatty acids, what we're talking about, omegas? Those are fatty acids that the body just can't make, so you need to get them from a supplement or by eating fish or those type of things like that. So you need to have, if, if nothing else, ladies, you need to be taking an omega supplement because you don't get enough of it. None of us do. All right. So we talked about that we need protein. We talked about that we need carbs. We talked about that we need fats. So we need all of those, but we need them in a balanced form. So how do you make better choices? And that is the best way is to design your own eating plan. And you need to find one that works for you. And you may have to work on it and it may take some time. It's not set in stone and it's different. You know, it's different at, for every different person and it's different at different stages of your life. Some things, you know, now when you're 40, um, you know, your eating may not be, you may not be able to eat what you ate at 20 when you're 40 because your body is just at a different stage and isn't burning like that. Um, perhaps you're going to be, you know, you're intensely working out for something in your life and a, a major marathon or something. So you're going to be eating different during that phase of your life than you would, you know, if you weren't. So you need to look at where you're at in your life and you need to look at what you're trying to accomplish with your eating pattern. Okay. Do you want to just sustain health? Do you want to lose some weight? Do you, are you trying to bulk up? Are you training for a major event? You know, all kinds of different things. So again, you have to stop and think and analyze, you know, what is it that you want to do? You have to have a plan. You can't just say, okay, I want this. Why do you want that? And why are you doing, understand why you're doing what you're doing. That's another big thing. People don't even understand half the time why they do what they, what they do. Oh, I don't know. My doctor just told me to do that. Oh, my doctor just told me to take that. Oh, my friend, she takes it. So I'm taking it. Okay, no, no, come on. That's a, that's a lazy woman's attitude. You need to figure out and know why you specifically are doing what you do because you're different. You need to understand your body. You need to understand how your metabolism works. You need, you need to understand how your mind works, how your ancestry plays into it, how your bone structure plays into it. There's a lot of different things that go into, you know, weight loss. Like I said, it's not just that easy. Okay. And each stage of our life, when you hit that plateau of 25, 35, 45, 55, those are different plateaus. The body changes. The body's always in const is constantly kind of in a slowdown mode a little bit too, because, you know, we're all inevitably moving towards that, that end point of what we call, you know, the day that we're going to not be here anymore. So we can all have vitality all the way till we're a hundred. We see p plenty of people who have vitality until they're a hundred, but they're not as, you know, they're not going to be running a, a huge marathon at a hundred like they did at 40. Okay. They might have with great vitality at a hundred, but the body naturally is just going to slow down, but it doesn't have to slow down, you know, to a halt, but you know, it's just moving them in that process. And like I said, when you hit those different stages in our lives, especially for women, you know, and when we go through our childbearing stages, and then when we go through the menopausal stages, our bodies change. So we have to recognize that and we have to change our eating habits and all the things that we're doing in our life with our exercise and everything to meet those changes. It just is ladies. I hate to tell it to you. I'm sorry. You gain weight when you're pregnant, you're going to have to lose weight. You're going to gain some weight probably when you go through the menopause. It is just a fact. So accept it and learn how to work with it with your own body, not somebody else's. Okay. Each day you should consume some protein, some carbs, and some healthy fats. For your protein choices, have a little bit of lean red meat, fish, chicken, pork, or do it through protein, through vegetables, and through fruits, and through nuts, and different things like that. Try to eat more fish, poultry, and like I said, nuts, seeds, and beans also supply some protein if you're a vegan. For your carb choices, and in this area, that's where people really need to improve. It's, it's simply eat better carbs. Stop eating processed carbs, cakes, cookies, breads, things that are in a box, you know, yogurt that's so high in carbs and sugars. You need to understand how to read a label. And if you join our membership, we're going to be talking about that in one of the, um, one of the months of the membership. It's all going to be all about how to read a label, how to look at foods, how to break down a label and all of that good stuff. Okay. Eat more beans, nuts, and vegetables things that grow in nature. Eat as much stuff that doesn't have a label 
as you like. The stuff that's in a box, can, bag, whatever you want to call it, you got to stop eating all, a lot of it and tons of it. And it depends on what that stuff is. I mean, come on. The body cannot function on simple carbs night and day. And if you start feeding your body junk food and crap all the time, then your cells are going to start rejuvenating junk and crap. And then you're going to start getting overweight, no energy, sluggish, and you're going to have to start having type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, and all the other things that go along with it. And you know what? You really just don't want to go down that path because the medication that you have to be on for all that stuff just makes you feel even lousier. So don't do it. Be healthy. Choose to be healthy, ladies. Also consider this. Can the food be eaten raw? Absolutely. When you eat an apple, you're eating it raw. A lot of people eat sushi, although I don't. Raw fish, especially today. You know, if you grow it in your garden and you grow it in the ground, then eat it. It's a good choice. Like I said, if it doesn't have a label, eat it all you like. Especially, except if you're a diabetic, you do want to watch your, you, you do want to watch your fruits because they are high in, in sugar, even though that's a, they're a natural sugar, they're still high in sugar. So we'll talk about diabetes. That's another big topic we're going to be talking about in the membership. So you may want to check it out and see if you want to become a member down the road. I'm not saying that you have to eat um, you know, everything raw or that you have to eat everything without a label. But try to make at least 50 to 70% of your diet in that category. And you can, you know, you can have other things too. But just limit it. Remember, it's moderation. Okay, fats. This is another tricky area because there's so many bad fats in almost everything we eat. But the truth is, ladies, the majority of bad fats, again, are in processed foods. Good fats come from real food. Like I mentioned about carbs, fats fall right in the same line. Good fats include nuts, seeds, avocados, you know, olive oil, etc. You'll also get some fats from your protein, too. So you're going to get some there, so that's a good thing as well. So what I want you to understand is that I don't like the word diet, and you've heard me say that before because the first three words are die, and who wants to, you know, we don't want to look at that, right? But if you've tried every diet craze and nothing is working, maybe it's time for you to look at a whole food lifestyle. Start there. And start with a healthy eating plan that comes straight from nature, okay? I, I believe that, you know, we were given all the stuff that we need to succeed. Our bodies were given all the things that it needs to be healthy, to function, to repair, to sustain itself. But we do damage to ourselves. We're the ones who cause the problems. We shove all the junk in our face. We sit on the couch. We don't drink enough water. We're drinking all the energy drinks. We drink too much coffee. We drink too much alcohol. We smoke too many cigarettes. We take too much drugs. I mean, God, we do all kinds of harm to our body. We, 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 we do it. So now it's time that we undo some of that. And that's what this podcast is largely about. It's helping us get unstuck and try to get back into a healthy path. Because, like I said, ladies, we want to be able to live the best healthy lifestyle that we can live. So the best way to shop for this is to avoid the aisles in the grocery store and buy your food from the meat, cheese, and produce section, the perimeter, not the center, the perimeter of your store, okay? I, I highly think that if they took out all the, the circle, what, if they just left the perimeter of the store and they took everything out in the middle, I don't think there would be much left in the store, really. It's crazy. But if you go over to other countries, you know, they don't have grocery stores like how we have. I mean, you see farmer's markets like in Italy and in Europe and all those places. You go shop for your, your daily intake on a daily basis. It's all whole foods. You go to your market, you shop, you come home, you cook, you eat it, and the next day you do the same thing. They're not going to grocery stores and stocking up for months. They don't go to Costco and eat everything out of a package. It's crazy. I don't know why we do that here in America, but we do. So anyways... That's, about, that's enough about Whole Foods. All right, so then I said we were going to talk a little bit about unexplained wanking, just a little bit about, you know, weight loss. Because I can tell you, I get so many women who come in each and every day, and they tell me, God, Michelle, I am doing everything that I did when I was 20. I am still gaining weight. I am exercising. I am eating right. I don't know why I'm still gaining weight. There's got to be something wrong. 
Okay. Let's talk about it a little bit, ladies. You know, weight gain can be frustrating enough. But when it comes to not being able to identify the source, I know because I hear it from you all the time. The frustration is even more complicated. It's more compounded and it becomes more real. I get that. But what I want to point out and like what I talked about earlier and I pointed out with myself that sometimes you need to stop and just sit back and do a few deep, take a few deep breaths and rewind and take a mental picture of what's going on and really analyze the situation because a lot of us really don't do that. We just don't want to see what the real issue is. And a lot of unexplained weight gain, ladies, comes from things that are simple that we just don't even recognize. Okay? Sometimes it's called our emotions because as women, we are emotional creatures. That's just how we're wired, you know? And we may not even think about it, but overeating or wanking can come from just being depressed. Like what I was talking about earlier, sometimes when I haven't gone to the gym and I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, I'm just, I've been down. Sometimes we eat when we're depressed. We eat a lot when we're stressed out because it's just for some of us, I mean, it's a, it's an automatic response. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat the chips because they're, they're comfort food or whatever. And before you know it, you've sat there and you've ate the entire, you know, huge bag of potato chips and oh, okay. And you didn't even think about it. That's mindless eating. That's called stressful eating. Okay. When you're not hungry and you eat, sometimes we, it's so, it's so blind. We're so blind to those things. We don't even recognize them because they're just so remote and so ingrained in us that whenever we have a bad day, we just go reach for something. We go reach for that pint of ice cream. We go reach for that cheesecake and we start diving in. And before you know it, it's all gone. You're like, oh my God, you don't even realize that you ate the whole thing. And you know, the other thing too is that you've eaten the whole thing. And I've done this sometimes too. And you're like, you really didn't even taste it. You're just kind of like mindlessly scooping it into your mouth. And before you're done, before you know it, like I said, the whole carton is gone. And you're like, oh my God. But it's because things go on in our life. We have stress. Some of us are mothers and we're working and we have guilt. Some of us have depression, you know? We have a lot of things going on and those are things that, you know, we just seem to accept, you know, because, um, with ourselves and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm depressed. So we just accept it, but we don't realize that along with depression comes overeating sometimes, or sometimes what I call, you know, mindless absentee eating, meaning we don't even realize what we're doing. So when you are trying to lose some weight ladies and you're not going anywhere with it or getting anywhere with it, just take a moment you know, and sit down in a quiet place and just do a calculation of what's going on in your life. You know, are, are you, everything going okay with your husband, everything going okay with your kids, your work, everything. Okay. And, you know, cause a lot of times it's, it's those things that we're not, we don't even think about, you know, keep a food diary. I tell people this all the time, mark down what you eat every single day for at least a week to two weeks to kind of see, you know, where you're going. What are you, what is your main staple of food that you turn to, you know? And also when you want to lose weight too, ladies, you have to kind of understand food and what it means to you because food is something different for each and every one of us. Okay. Like my husband and I, my husband, he gets up in the morning and he's asking me, oh, well, what do you want to have for dinner, Michelle? And I'm like, honey, I, I, I'm not even, I can't even think about breakfast, let alone dinner. You know, he lives to eat because he loves food. He's a chef. Okay. I don't. I eat to sustain, to live. Food is not my constant thought, or it's not that it's his constant thought either. I don't want to get, I don't want you to think that he's like this food, you know, food junkie. He's not. But what I'm saying is he likes to think about it. Okay. He likes to go to the grocery store. He likes to go shopping. He likes to prepare it. And he likes to make sure that everybody enjoys it. Me, I hate going to the grocery store. I really don't like cooking that much if I don't have to. And, you know, I can take food or I can leave it. Okay. I mean, sometimes I can have a bowl of cereal for dinner and it's okay for me or a sandwich, you know, but it's not okay for him. So see, we have to think about, we have to look at what does food mean to us? You know, then you got to look at where do you come from? Where do your ancestors come from? You know, what, what's your bone structure like? There's all kinds of things that go into weight loss and you have to look and analyze like, what is your relationship with food? You know, have you, your entire life, has food been a thing, a, a source of comfort for you? 
Because if it is your comfort thing, then you have to learn how, what are you going to do when you need to find comfort, but it can't be food. So that's where I'm talking about. So just don't always blame, you know, oh my God, I'm just, I, I'm doing everything that I did that I used to do. And I'm doing all this and I, and I'm not gain, I'm not losing anything. Sometimes that's not true. Sometimes we want to think that because we just don't want to have to take that look at ourselves. So ladies, if you have unexplained weight gain, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it can't be something medical, definitely come and get it checked out, obviously. But once all things have been ruled out, start looking at emotional triggers because they're a big factor for, for women. Okay. Big factor. You know, I see people who are like 350 pounds or more and people who tend to be really grossly overweight have some type of an emotional connection with food or they have some emotional things that have been going on in their life. You know, we all have boo-boos and owies, I call them. And sometimes food means more to some of us than others. So, you know, look at those issues. Don't, you know, don't shy away from them because it's, it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of if you're, if you get depressed or if you get stressed out or if you're feeling guilty or any of those things We're you know, we're human. And I want you to know that, you know, here at Well Woman Network, we're here for you. You know, we, we love all of our women who are on our, you know, who, who join us and follow us in every facet. You know, I'm here, my heart goes out to all of you. And, um, you know, I want you to look at me as a source of, of knowledge, but also as a, as a, as a friend out there, you know, because, um, I pray for each and every one of you and I only want good things. You know, we have to stick together as women and we have to come, you know, as a strong unity and help each other and find the answers together. Cause sometimes, you know, you need other people to find those answers. Even I do. Okay. All right. So now we're going to be moving on to how does today I want to talk about the, one of the topics that I want to talk about now is how does strength training help you to lose more fat? Okay. We just talked about fat in the earlier and just a few minutes ago. So now we're going to move into a little bit about exercise. Okay. I'm not going to get dive into it hot and heavy, but I want to talk about that other, that other pillar, pillar number two, um, exercise. So here we go. Strength training. One in three people are overweight or obese. Okay. We've just talked about that. Look around. Okay. Go to any Walmart and you'll see. I mean, you don't have to. You just step outside of your house. You know, we have a huge epidemic in the United States of America, ladies, and that is called obesity, overweight. I, I have to say that at least probably 90% of the American population is overweight. And we need to address that because we are seeing so many diseases and illnesses come from that. And we're seeing it in children. And it's sad. It really is sad that we're seeing adolescents and, um, you know, middle school children have high cholesterol, hypertension, have to be on medication, you know. So we need to look at that. So what I want to talk about strength, tr- strength training is because I really love strength training. One, it burns um, fat faster than cardio, interval training, and other forms of exercise. So when you, when you, you know, when you're strengthening your muscles, you're, you're doing a lot of good in a short amount of effort. Applying those two facts, there's a good chance that you may be looking to trim some of that fat off your body. Okay. Aren't we all looking to do that ladies, right? So understanding how different types of exercise leads to health and wellness, you know, is important. So let's talk about it. Cardiovascular exercise are those which you can perform for a prolonged period of time. Cardio elevates your heart rate and it helps you keep up your heart rate, okay? Dance, aerobics, jogging, and running on a treadmill are all forms of aerobic exercise that we call cardio, okay? Interval training requires altering your rate of speed and intensity, okay? You know what interval training is? It's like you get on the treadmill, you run really fast for five minutes, then you walk for three minutes, then you run really fast for five minutes, you get off, you sprint, stop, sprint, stop, or you jump rope really fast for a few minutes, you know, it stops called HIT, high intensity um, interval training. It's great. My friend has taught me that, Linda, who's my, my personal trainer, taught me a lot about that. And it's great. You can burn a lot of calories in a short amount of time with interval training. And then you have strength training. What strength training is, it requires pushing or lifting weights through space. Okay, this could be as simple as curling a set of dumbbells or performing body weight exercises. Strength training often involves, you know, cyclical forms of exercise performed in sets. So like, you know, you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, that's strength training. Okay. So there's three different types of exercise that you can do. You know, you want to benefit from cardio, there's interval training, and then there's strength training. 
The way that strength training outperforms other traditional exercise in the fat burning department has to do with exercise post-oxygen consumption, EPOC. Very little of this EPOC occurs after cardio exercise. You do burn calories and fat while you're enjoying a cardio workout, but this stops shortly after exercise is over. Okay, interval training is much better than cardio exercise at burning calories and fat after your workout is over. Your metabolism functions at a higher rate for hours and hours after interval training sessions. Unlike many cardio sessions, which you can go for 45 minutes or an hour, interval training sessions are recommended for 30 minutes or less. Okay? And then in weight training, especially those movements that work multiple muscle groups are even better than interval training for long-term fat loss and calorie burning. As health professionals, you know, and also personal trainers, we now understand that after a weight training session, you can expect to burn calories from anywhere from 24 to 38 hours after you have finished your workout. So what we're talking about is post-exercise benefits. So you go when you're exercising, and then what are the benefits and how long do they last after you've done that workout? So you get benefits with both cardio and with interval training and with strength training, but out of all of them, the post-workout benefits that last the longest come from strength training, from lifting weights, okay? The long-term weight loss benefits come from a, a metabolism boost, okay? And the fact that you're building muscle, muscle burns a lot of fat, even when you're just sitting around. As your muscles are preparing over the next day, or I'm sorry, as your muscles are, you know, as they repair over the next day or two, after you get done with that strength training session, they require fuel to repair themselves. This comes from your fat cells and the process burns calories as well. So see, when you are breaking down and building up muscle, you are expanding a lot of calories and doing a lot of work, which is really a good thing. This helps burn more fat, okay? And it kind of like puts your fat burning mechanism on maximum speed, okay? So those are the things that you should be concentrating on in your weekly workout. Get a little bit of cardio in there. Get a little bit of interval training in there, what we call HIT. Get a little bit of strength training in there. Vary it up. I like to do what's called muscle confusion, and I learned this from a friend. You know, because if you just went out and walked every day, not saying that walking or anything is bad, but if, if you are doing one set of exercise every single day all the time, ladies, your body becomes used to that. And after a while, it's like, okay, we're just doing the same thing again. I don't have to put out any effort for this. But if you do muscle confusion and you're constantly confusing your muscles, one day you're walking, the next day you're running, the next day you're, um, you know, you're cycling. It's like every day it's kind of going, oh, we didn't do this yesterday. Oh, we're doing something new today. Oh okay, we're doing something again. It's constantly being confused and it doesn't get dependent or it doesn't get lazy on knowing just what you're going to do all the time. Your body doesn't get used to it. So you're going to burn more calories and you're going to get um, more muscles as a result of that. So vary your workouts. You know, one day do cardio, the next day do strength training, maybe the next day do some, um, you know, interval training, some hip movements, Tabata. Um, there's a lot of great apps for all of that. You know, hire a personal trainer for a few sessions to get some of the basics down, and then you could take it on your own. So, I mean, because, you know, like I said, the same thing with your nutrition. If you're going to be eating healthy, you know, and you're going to be putting effort into it, you want to know what you're doing right, right? If you're going to be putting effort into exercise, you want to get the most bang for your buck. And for us ladies out there, you know, most of us are busy. So you want to be able to get, like I said, the most bang for your buck in the shortest amount of time. So, you know, Figure out what works best for you. And that's why I said sometimes, you know, get with a, a personal trainer do, or a Pilates instructor or yoga. Do a combination of a lot of these things because it's all beneficial for your body, ladies, and you're going to benefit and you're going to be constantly changing things and your body's going to love you for it. Okay? So I want to end the podcast um, today about on the exercise note, but I want to talk about how exercise can boost our self-confidence because I think understanding sometimes why we do things makes it easier for us to, to do them even though we don't want to do them, okay? <laughs> so I like to know things. I like to know why. I'm a, I, as you all know, I'm a big why person. 
Okay, so a lot of people start fitness training for all kinds of reasons, you know, that range from, you know, losing weight to wanting to build muscle to avoiding health hazards of a sedentary life. God knows we don't want that. A body in motion, ladies, as you know, stays in motion. But one of the most overlooked rewards of regular physical exercise is its ability to boost our self-confidence. And that is to help us with depression, help us with self-esteem, all those type of things. So, um, you know, if you feel a lack of self-esteem and you feel like, you know, depression or any of those things, you know, are holding you back, or you're just in the slumps and things aren't going right, get out and get, get, get working out. I don't care whether you get out of your house and you just walk, you go swimming, you bike ride, you go to the gym. Exercise can help with that. And how does it boost your self-confidence? Well, being more physically active, number one, can improve your self-esteem in a variety of ways. Okay? And we're going to talk about that. Exercise improves your appearance. When you're not happy with how you look, okay, it's just, it's just a, it's a woman thing. You can develop, you know, a low self-confidence about how you look. Okay? Whether you feel that you're overweight, you're underweight, you know, you feel like you got a big butt, you know, you feel like you got the, what is it, the called the muffin top. All those different things, you know, we start to talk negative about ourselves and we can, you know, start to feel, have the self-esteem issue. But when you exercise, it can help you with those because when you start to feel better and look better, you have a better self-esteem. So, you know, exercise helps us get rid of that unwanted fat. It helps us get a better muscle definition. It just helps us build those endorphins. It makes us feel better all around, okay? And also, ladies, when you get strength, you know, you feel not only just strong in your bones, but you feel strong in your mind and in your body, okay? And then the other thing that said, other f- one of those four pillars that I talked about, okay, exercise definitely reduces stress, okay? Stress can be mentally and physically draining, and you can go down that stress, stress path so quickly, ladies, and not even realize that you're on it, Okay? And it can just wipe out a great state of mind. And I know all of us on this podcast, you know, we're all doing great things out there in the world. And we need to feel good in our mind. We need to lower our stress. And exercise is a great way to do it. It, Like I said, when you go to the gym and you're working out or you're doing any kind of working out, you get those good endorphins and it helps the brain and it helps your dopamine. All those good neurotransmitters in your brain, they're all going, yes, mama, you know, thank you. And they help bring your self-confidence up and your anxiety levels down. Exercise, I can just not say, you know, enough about it. It's just like food. I love it. I just, I mean, I can't say enough stuff about good food. You know me. I just love these things. Because exercise also can improve our cognitive function. It can help boost those brain cells, which can help later on lower our risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. And God knows, you know, I'm all for that. Because my brain sometimes is is mush. I got so many things going on up here that some days I tell people I'm lucky that I remember what my name is. I don't know if you understand that or not, but it's true. But after a long, hard day at the job, you know, and even when I'm not feeling like it, I get in my car and I get my tuchus over to the gym and I work out and I'm sweating and I put on my headphones and I come out of that gym. I'm like, thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for going. You know, you didn't feel like going but you did it anyways. And I feel wonderful. I mean, it's like I, I sit there and I'm, I'm on the treadmill or I'm on the Stairmaster or I'm doing the elliptical or I'm taking a spin class. And, you know, even though the, the music's blasting or I got my headphones in or whatever, I sit there, I'm listening to the music and I'm, and I always pray and I'm always like thinking about the day and I'm letting go of all the stress and all the some of the nasty people that I had to see that day, you know, and their complaints and everything else like that. And I just kind of washed it all the way. And like with every ounce of drop of sweat, all that stuff goes. And then I'm done. And I get in the car and I'm like, oh my God, I feel awesome. I go home, I sleep better, and I have a better outlook for the next day. You know? So that's my two cents. So here you have it, ladies. We talked about having a better diet or nutrition plan. And that is by having a whole food plan. That was by looking at what works for you, not looking at anybody else. That was pillar number one of our four pillars, eating more whole foods. And then we talked about, you know, 
Sometimes unexplained waking can come from sources that we don't even understand or identify. And how can we look at those? And then we talked a little bit about pillar number two, and that was getting more exercise. So in the next few podcasts, we're going to talk about the other ones, decreasing stress and getting more sleep and how those affect our health. So I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. And again, as always, I thank you so much for joining me. I feel blessed every time I get on here and I can talk to you ladies. Please come check out our blog at wellwomannetwork.com. Please join us on Facebook, Well Woman Network. That's our Facebook business page. But if you'd like to dive into the conversation, we would love to have you join our group at Well Woman Network Thrive and Survive on Facebook. Um, I hold office hours for the month of September on Thursdays on our Facebook Live on our business page. And um, we talk about all things women's health, nutrition. And I'm also going to be starting a um, to do a office hours on Insta Live. Um, you can also find us over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. Please find us. Join the conversation. Join us in the self-care movement, you know, and um, be a part of your health. Jump in. Be curious. Um, Want to know. And um, just, you know, I love you all. I really do. And I feel honored and blessed from the bottom of my heart. So with that said, I hope that you have an awesome day, no matter what time it is when you're listening to this podcast. And may God richly bless your life. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.